If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. You're listening to a special Encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 1045 WOKV. Hello, good morning. That's right. In the house, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick. I own a business that's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people uh, primarily with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. All you have to do is give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Even though throughout the week I primarily just do roofing, siding, and windows, uh, we uh, uh, answer all types of home improvement questions. Uh, I'm a licensed general contractor as well as roofing contractor, and so I've uh, in the past focused on all kinds of things, kitchens, baths, remodels, additions, uh, but currently uh, here just do uh, roofing, siding, and windows. But I can answer most home improvement questions. So if you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition and you want to know what pays off, uh, if you're thinking about adding insulation and you want to know the different types and which one is best, uh, maybe you're thinking about doing a drywall repair and you want to know the best way to remove popcorn, uh, maybe you're thinking about replacing flooring and you're like, what's the difference between engineered and laminate? Really anything having to do with home improvement, uh, you can give me a call. Number here, 340-1045. Also, if you um, uh, don't want to actually talk on the radio, but you still want your question answered, uh, you can email me a question uh, to questions at inthehouseshow.com, and then I will uh, read the question and then answer it uh, live on the air. So I would love for you to be a part of the show if you want to. Number here, 340-1045. So some stuff on my talk agenda to get to. Uh, We've got um, uh, some specials within our business that you'll want to hear about. We're having a 31-day sale for the month of uh, March. And so uh, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, later on, I'm going to, talk to uh, be talking a little bit about renewal by Anderson uh, and things that you should look for when replacing your windows and doors. Uh, uh, but the best part of this show, let's face it, it's not me. Uh, it is you, our great listener. Uh, I'd love for you to be a part of the show, 340-1045. Also, want to thank everybody who came out to the uh, uh, Jacksonville Home and Patio Show last week. It was a uh, it was a great time. I wasn't there the whole time. I know that uh, that actually uh, I had heard a bunch of people had come to the booth when I wasn't there, and so sorry I missed you. Uh, but uh, uh, it was a great time at the Jacksonville Home and Patio Show. Got to meet a a bunch of uh, great um, uh, listeners and and. Uh, uh, and uh, previous customers and potential new customers. So uh, thank you for that. 
And uh, we're going to be doing the uh, in the fall. There's another one, and then we're going to be doing a, a whole bro- broadcast from there, and um, uh, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, we'll we'll uh, be sure to let you know about that uh, as it gets closer. If you want to call you with your home improvement questions, three four zero one zero four five. All right, let's do. I'm going to do an email question here, uh, really quick, uh, and this comes to us from Jim. Uh, Jim writes, "I am thinking about replacing my siding. I've gotten two quotes. Both of them have uh, have said to replace the siding with wood. One said to do cedar, and the other said to do T111. What are your thoughts?" Uh, my thoughts are uh, that you need a third quote. Um, uh, there is no way that I would replace wood siding with wood siding. Um, uh, hardy is just so much better, uh, and um, it doesn't rot the way that wood does. Uh, it's comparable in, pl- in price to what wood is. Uh, it's just all around a better product. So I, I think you need a third quote. Uh, I would recommend calling us at Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll give you a quote on Hardy. There's a bunch of different styles. So if you like that panel look, they have a Hardy panel. If you like the lap siding look, they have the, um, you know, the, uh, the Hardy plank. Uh, and then if you like that thick kind of cedar look, uh, they, they have that style as well. So, um, uh, so I would not go back with wood. I mean, the thing about wood is that, uh, it, if it's exposed to the elements, it's going to rot, uh, and so it, we we know that it will, and so it's just a matter of when. So the hardy board material is just a is just a much better siding material. So uh, I for sure would would use um, James Hardy siding, <clears throat> and if you want a quote on that, you can call my office nine zero four. Uh, four nine five zero nine four eight again nine oh four uh four nine five zero nine four eight and you'll want to do it this month we're having a, a 31 day sale it's 15 percent off your entire order uh for any uh roof or siding project and um uh it, it, not if it's an insurance job insurance jobs don't count because just the way that the insurance company do things we can't take a percentage off of those. Uh, but uh, for any other roof, roofing repair, roof site, uh, r- roof replacement, or siding project, it's 15% off. Uh, but you have to uh, sign up in the month of March. So uh, if you want to call my office, it's 495-0948. Again, 495-0948. Yeah, that, you have to call that specific number uh, in order to, uh, to get the, the 15% off. Uh, of course, area code 904-495-0948. All right, so let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Kenny on the west side. Uh, Kenny, you're in the house. How can I help you? Yes, um, I have I've just purchased a house, and about a couple months afterwards, I have the hardy board siding, lap siding, mm-hmm. and I started noticing uh, nail holes up underneath the lap board. Um, and also, I started peeling the the hardy board where it butts together, and I noticed the um, that it doesn't have the material in between that's supposed to um, protect the you know the water that it gets between the butt joints. Right. And it's a fairly newer home. And also, uh, the question I was going to ask: Do you are you supposed to butt uh, the joints tight or caulk them? Because some of the joints are pushing together, and they're you know they're like pushing outwards from I guess swelling or whatever. 
Yeah, so a couple things. One is is if you look at you know the best practices, as Hardy has a whole manual on installation, and the and the installation instructions are different depending on which because Hardy has different uh, sizes and they have uh, different. Uh, uh, materials. So some uh, you butt together, some there's an overlap. Um, uh, but either way, we know that it's going to expand and contract. So you don't want them tight the side laps you do not want so tight to one another that they cannot expand and contract we just know that that's going to happen so there should be some space there you are correct that there is a specific flashing piece that is supposed to go at the joint where the two side laps come together on most of their installation processes uh, and most of their materials there is a um, you know kind of a uh, an overlap material that goes uh, that goes between those uh, those two pieces um, and then most of the hardy is designed to not be face nailed uh, now sometimes you have to nail it you know at trim pieces you have to face nail it and then some uh, like the hardy panel you have to face nail that because there's not an overlap piece of of where the two come together um, uh, to not face nail it. Uh, so what you can do too, uh, if you are concerned about the install, uh, do, uh, don't tell me who installed it, but uh, was it a was it a new construction builder or this, or was yeah. this a, a, an existing home? It's a new construction builder had put it in. And um, the when I started questioning them, they at first um, they had someone come out and start pulling some of the siding. Then they started face nailing it, and then I started noticing the butt joints were starting to push outwards. And I only thing I'm concerned about because it's being a new home um, would Hardy board. What's is the warranty? Would it void the warranty on the, the practice of installation of it? Yeah, I mean any manufacturer, you know, one of the requirements of them is that of the warranty being in place is that it has to be installed properly, right? So you can't, if the reason why something is failing is not because it's a manufacturing anomaly or manufacturing defect, if it's because the installation was wrong, then most manufacturers would say that that warranty is then void. And so, so yes, and you know, whether Hardy would do that you know, you would have to talk to Hardy specifically about it, but but in general, yes, it, you know, it has to be installed right in order for the warranty to be in place. So one of the things that you can do if you are concerned is you can contact, you know, Hardy directly and go to their customer support center. And, you know, if you're that concerned, they may send somebody out to take a look at it just to make sure that it's, you know, that it's okay. Um, if it's minor stuff, my experience with Hardy is they're actually usually pretty good at, at, um, at, you know, handling warranty. So let's say that the defect is that the, the pieces of Hardy are separating or delaminating. Well, how it's installed, whether or not it's face nailed does not change whether or not it delaminates, right? Or, or whether or not they put the flashing at the butt joint, or the, it does not change whether or not the, the manufacturing of the product would, would delaminate. So therefore, typically Hardy would still stand behind if there's a defect, even though the installation wasn't 100% perfect. So um, it's not like it would void the 
all the warranty. It's just that if water came in at the bunt joint, they wouldn't cover it because that's because the the flashing wasn't installed. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? Exactly. Now, uh, a quick question: um, under a structural warranty, would that would that fall under a five year structural warranty, or is that would would that fall under just a one year warranty? Hmm. Uh, chances are it would be the one, it would be the one year. So I would have to go within a year, have this looked at under a year. I would have no recourse as, as far as it. So your your suggestion would be to maybe have a hardy manufacturer come out and yeah. and check it and make sure that the insulation was done properly. Yep, I I personally would, especially if you're within the year. First of all, as long as you put them on written notice that you have a concern about the siding. Then, then I would do that, and then I think that I would, if that's my house, I would actually call Hardy directly and see if, if a, a, you know, let them know you have a concern about the installation, and then see if the, uh, the local rep will come out and take a look at it and check it with you. Okay. Well, I do really appreciate that. Now, it, it also is possible. I see a lot of builders you know, go cheap on it and not use Hardy and use a different composite material. Uh, CertainTeed makes one, a company called Nichiwa makes one. And most people, if you if you don't know the difference between them, you just see siding that isn't wood and you're like, oh, that must be Hardy. So it is very possible that it's not even Hardy, that it's a different manufacturer. And in those cases, they would have different installation requirements. I gotcha. So just oh, so you're aware. You I should just get. I should go ahead and email my builder and let him know the concern, and then have uh, them. Um, so there's no uh, discrepancy of me getting a Hardy manufacturer out there to once I know it is Hardy board to have a rep check it out just to make sure that the installation was done properly. Yeah, I would. Uh, that's what I would do. I would contact contact Hardy directly and have them come take a look at it. Okay, I do appreciate that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, that music means i got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we have Gary uh, and Rick. Uh, both have questions for me. Uh, the line open for you, number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered. All you got to do is give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Uh, in case you missed it, if you want to call uh, my office for Universal Roof and Contracting, it's 495-0948. Again, 495-0948. Uh, we do have uh, people at the office now taking calls to uh, set appointments for us to come out and take a look at your roof. 495-0948. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Gary. Gary, you're in the house. How can I help you? You there, Gary? I think we lost Gary. Let's uh, uh, put that on hold. Let's try Rick. Uh, Rick, you are in the house. How can I help you? Yeah, um, good morning. Good morning. So, um, I have a uh, house that's built in 58, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to make my air conditioner not work so hard. Um, I, it seems unique to me, but all of my ductwork is in the slab, was built into the slab. And I have a, well, there's a cement tectum plank decks, roof decks. Right. With exposed beams. So, you know, when you look up in my, you know, when you look up in my den, 
all you see is the beams and then the bottom side of that fiberboard, the tet roof deck. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to to insulate the house better, so I was thinking about doing the foam insulation, but I would like to not lose the exposed beams. Um, and I feel like if I put the foam in between those beams, I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and then just go over it with uh, drywall, I mean, uh, sheetrock, and just have like, a normal-looking vaulted roof yeah. ceiling. Yeah, I mean, yours is not the typical situation, but you're right. I mean, the, you know, the spray foam, uh, you know, the the closed cell, in order to get the right amount of insulation, needs to be probably three to three and a half inches thick. Um, and, you know, obviously the thicker it is, the, the more insulation you're going to have. Uh, and so, yeah, with the exposed beams, it, it you know, They're chances are... They're about six are, inches from the... They're about six inches. The beams are okay. Uh, so deep. what you could do, so what you could do is, you could actually do the spray foam on the underside of the roof deck, and then put a uh, like a, a thin uh, like sand ply uh, on the underside of it with a trim board on either side, so that that way, instead of the the beams being now six inches, they would be you know two and a half inches. So you could still kind of get that aesthetic look. Um, and get the spray foam insulation, so you could try that. Um, obviously, it's a it's a lot of work to get that insulation, but also you know it's you know it, it would save you money on energy because just because that that right now that it's not energy efficient at all. Yeah, in the summertime, you know, my my air, you know, the the heat pump's working as hard as it can, but it could get to eighty inside the house at some point. Yeah. So that's that's the only way that I can see where you'd be able to get the the spray foam there. Um, uh, and when you talk to the spray foam companies, you know, just you know, let them know that you want the the best insulation uh, for the thinnest amount um, because different ones are rated to allow more insulation per inch uh, than other ones. So, and typically it's going to be the closed cell that that um, that would insulate better. Okay, so trade-off, so if I wanted to go with regular insulation, because it would be less labor-intensive, I assume, than the spray foam, and then would that be less? less? Yeah, but the problem is is that you have to have, you have to have with regular uh, insulation, you still have to have a dead air space in order for it to work properly, and you still have to have ventilation. Part of why cl- the insulation works is because not only is it, a, is it a heat barrier, but it's an air barrier as well. So the spray foam would be the better option here. Okay. Thanks for your help. Yep. No problem. Sorry. Thanks, man. P- appreciate your call. Um, so, so yeah, uh, when, it, when we look at insulation, you know, you want to take a look at, at what are the different options and then choose the option that's best for your individual scenario. So good luck with that project for sure. Um, all right, that music means that we need to take a break. When we get back, um, uh, uh, we've got Erica on the line asking about a chimney cap, and there's a line open for you. You can give us a call, 340-1045. We're going to take a quick break for news. we get back more home improvement talk. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKV. 
community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 1045 WOKV. Hello, welcome back. That's right, In the House. Your home improvement questions are answered. 340-1045. My name is Jared Malik. I own Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with roofing, siding, and windows. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. So it doesn't have to be about roofing, siding, or windows. Really, any general construction uh, question is okay. Uh, I've done all types of uh, general construction over the years. So if you um, have a leaky faucet, you want to know how to stop it, you're thinking about doing drywall repairs, and you have a question about it, or flooring questions, really anything having to do with home improvement, uh, number here, 340-1045. You can also email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Eric. Eric, you are in the house. How can I help you? Okay, Jared. So we got hit by the hurricane, and my wind, my uh, chimney cap on a two-story house, masonry chimney, got uh, hit either by a projectile or just the wind basically uh, created a big dent in the side, and what it did is it kicked up the flashing on that cap enough for water to come horizontally and then down vertical on the chimney into the ceiling of the master bedroom upstairs and then the family room down below. Okay. So there's two fireplaces, one on the first floor, one on the second, and what I've been told is to replace that wind cap <clears throat> based on the age of the house, which was built in the mid-'80s. It might not um, be able to marry up with the old system, they said, so I might have to replace both fireboxes with new uh, fluke. Uh, does that seem accurate? Well, no. Um, it, not unless the... Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, so what part of town are you in? In Hilton Head. Okay. So... Um, South Carolina, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. I thought you. I thought it had said that you were um, that you were out of town. So yeah. what you'll want to do is the thing about metal chimney caps is that they can be fabricated to whatever dimensions. So we don't work in Hilton Head. You know, we work in the Jacks area. We don't work in Hilton Head. But what you would want to do is contact a sheet metal shop or a roofing contractor that deals with sheet metal. And then basically, like if you were local, what we would do is we would go out there, we would get the dimensions of what the chimney cap would have to be in order to connect to that existing flue system. And then we would fabricate a custom chimney cap to work with whatever the dimensions were. And so that would be the better solution as opposed to replacing both fireboxes. Like it's, that's like, you know, that's like saying, you know, you're driving your car, your windshield cracks. And so therefore you're going to buy a new car. You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, you can replace the windshield. You can, and you hear you can replace the chimney cap. So, um, so I don't think it's necessary to, uh, to necessarily replace both fireboxes, but you'll just need to deal with somebody who who works in a sheet metal shop or works in making custom fabricated metal pieces. Okay, so regardless, that's not a one-piece system. That cap 
obviously can be can be fabricated to meet what's currently here. But as far as reattaching it, you know, it's got a stucco treatment. Does it have to be reflashed, or does that cap just literally sit up there? I mean. Well, so typically what we would do is if there was if there's damage to the stucco, then that stucco damage has to be fixed. But the chimney cap by itself is separate than the stucco. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll just fabricate the outer flange longer so that it so that it just covers over the area where the old one was. So basically, gotcha. yeah, so there's going to be the chimney cap and then there's going to be the flue and then there's going to be a flue cap. So those are usually three separate pieces. And so many times what you have to do is you have to remove the flue cap, pull off the chimney cap, and if you can reuse the flue cap, great. If not, if you have to fabricate a new one, then you just fabricate it to the dimensions that it re that is required in order to connect properly. So, okay, so everything can be fabricated. It doesn't matter the age of the home, the age of the fireboxes, gas or, elect or um, wood burning. It can all be fabricated, no need for concern. Uh, that is, yeah, that's what we do here locally. So, uh, so yeah, it's those can all be fabricated to the right dimensions. Uh, there may be something where there have been times where the let's say that the flue was damaged or there was some reason why we couldn't fabricate it and the whole thing had to be replaced. But I would say, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, without looking at it, you would just fabricate a new one that would connect to it. Right, gotcha. All right, well, thank you for your help. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate your call. If you want to take his line, it's 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 uh, is the number to dial. I want to take a moment and talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. You know, I was um, uh, reading an article this last week uh, that talked of, uh, it was um, uh, referencing the Department of Energy and their recommendations when it comes to energy efficient improvements to your home. And the number one improvement that they recommended was new insulation. If you don't have the right amount of insulation, insulation makes a big difference in the energy efficiency of your home, but the second um, uh, best uh, improvement for energy efficiency was replacing your windows. You know, the windows today are just so much better when it comes to energy efficiency than they've ever been, and there is the best uh, window for energy efficiency, in my opinion, is Renewal by Anderson. You know, Anderson is just known as quality when it comes to windows and doors. They're over 100 years old, and they just are so inventive uh, when it comes to window and door replacement. And their window and door replacement division is called Renewal by Anderson. And... Um, they just they make a material called Fibrex. So when they replace your windows, they don't replace them with aluminum. They don't replace them with vinyl, with plastic. Uh, it's not fiberglass. It's a material called Fibrex. And it is a composite material. So you get the look of a painted wood window without the rot that happens. And so what they set out to do is made a, make a wood window that does not rot. And so they really do make a great material. And um, uh, so if you're thinking about replacing your windows or your doors, Renewal by Anderson is the company to use. I want you to give them a call. This is the number to dial. It's 222-8064. Again, of course, area code 904 
222-8064. And they have, uh, they're having a special for just for our In the House show listeners. You have to be one of the first seven callers. But if you call that exact number, then you can get 30% off your entire order. They're not, you can't Google it and find out this. It's only, you have to call this one specific number only for our In the House show listeners. And it's 30% off. Two 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 eight zero six four, and that's renewal by Anderson. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Dawn in Middleburg. Dawn, I guess you have some information for uh, about Eric's chimney cap. How can we? How, let's just let's talk about it. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How you doing, man? Good. I just I was listening to some of the things on here. I'm uh, actually a certified sweep for uh, Hudson Chimney out of Middleburg over here. Uh, oh, awesome. And we've been. We've been going around, obviously, since the Hurricane Matthew, and not just to mention, especially by the beach area when you have the salt water, you have a lot of deterioration in these fireplaces. And what we find is, contrary a little bit to what you were saying, is when it comes to a chimney cover that adapts in the flu, yes, you could go to a sheet metal shop, have them fabricated for the chase top, which is the chase cap, which covers the whole hardy board chase and or brick chimney. Right. And on the inside of it, it has the flu, but you need to make sure that the proper chimney cover spark arrestor adapts correctly to the flu. Uh, right. For example, I've come around here and seen a lot of roofing companies go over and replace chase covers, and they try to make these fancy covers built into the chase cover, but the flu pipe terminates below the top of the chimney. Now someone wants to make their wood fi- wood fire in their fire. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very common thing from roofers out here. Sure. So. I've been out to numerous homes where things are done. And same thing with the flu pipe. If it gets damaged, some of those units are discontinued or out of business, and you actually can't get the right part. So that is where the point would come into where someone indeed might have to replace the whole system because you can't – they're UL listed, the flu piping, the box, the chimney caps. So everything, it should all match up to manufacturer specifications. And if you can't get that stuff, you are taking a risk and liability at not having it – you don't meet the proper code and standard, and obviously fireworthiness, somewhat something happens, God forbid, someone comes out there and they've seen that you did something that wasn't designed for that unit, you're now going to have that liability. So a lot of times people will say, we need to put the correct box in with the correct flue pipe and the proper spark termination out there. So those sure, are so... Yep. So, so I agree. So now in that scenario where, um, uh, where the caller, where it was just the, the actual chimney cap that was, that was damaged, as long as the, the flue pipe spark arrestor, as long as that is in good shape, you can replace the chimney cap without replacing those other components, right? Yeah, generally you can, but again, sometimes when you have multiple flues in a chimney and an upstairs and a downstairs, you have neg- negative pressure scenarios. So when you have the termination heights, uh, I always recommend they be at least 12 inches apart. Generally, right. if there's any kind of negative pressure into the home, which you know is determined by you know when someone uses it is when they find out. But yeah, it can be used sometimes. Again, you want to make sure that someone is certified and knows what they're doing that's looking at it because I've seen some scary stuff done. Yep. You know, where a lot of roofing companies will go out there and say, here, we can fix this, and it's completely wrong. Now I'm going back out here telling somebody, you know, we can't have this. We have to change the way this and this and this. Well, wait a minute. I just had this done. Right. So that's uh, some of the things I wanted to add was to make sure that anyone's always able to go in as well and to inspect the firebox to make sure there's been no damage or none of the. If it ripped the chimney cap off, 
you want to make sure it didn't rip the flue pipe off that goes all the way down to the firebox because you can right. have a separation right at the That's collar right. inside. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. Now, even in that scenario, that chimney cap has to be custom fabricated, correct? Uh, the, the chase cover, yes. The actual chimney cover, that spark arrester, you could either figure out if the manufacturer is still around and get the proper cap, or they do make some aftermarket ICP covers that will fit. Again, you're kind of uh, in that gray area, again, of changing chimney covers and stuff that are not listed to the exact unit. But generally, uh, for the most part, yes, things can be changed if there's no damage to the system. But again, you just have to be careful on what you're putting up for people. Because what I have found is is that on a retrofit, you know, this is fine if it's new construction, but on a retrofit where you've got you know the existing stucco or the existing hardy or the existing brick that's on the outside, the dimensions of those are always different, right? And so you you can't. It's not like you can go down to the big box store and grab, you know, a, a you know, grab a chimney cap. It's got to be custom fabricated based on the dimensions that are actually there in order for it to be waterproof. Correct. And also when people take measurements, uh, again, a lot of times I've seen people make the mistake of measuring two sides. And if you've ever measured them, you'll know. Oh, yeah, you got to measure them all. On yeah. four sides. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of times I do find that the pre-manufactured ones, the problem is, is that that outer flange that connects to the to where the, you know, the exterior product is, the the stucco or siding. Many times they'll do a flange there that only comes down an inch to inch and a half. And realistically, we find that, you know, two and a half, three inches is what you need in order to get proper waterproofing. So water doesn't come down the outside of that um, um, that outer exterior surface. We we usually, as a standard, do about a four-inch skirt with a that's drip great. edge on the edge yep. of it. Perfect. So that's an important thing as well, <clears throat> especially when they start rusting. That's when people will see the water and the staining on their uh, hardy board or stucco or brick or whatever you know they have as far as a chimney chase. Great. Well, good. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate uh, appreciate your call. Really do. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right. If you want to take his line, it's three four zero one zero four five. Uh, also, email me a question, questions at universalroofjacks.com. Got to take a quick break. Come back. It's the final segment of this week's show. You're listening In the House. Welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House. Let's go straight back to the phones. DJ in Mandarin, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Thanks. How can I help you? Yeah, I um, took, took off a gutter down one side of my house. It's about 30-foot run. And I noticed a lot of uh, rot on the, the drip edge hmm. underneath the uh, that, that aluminum flashing. Right. And then it, that extends uh, along up the roof about six, eight inches. Okay. So I didn't, I, I really, the, I went around and I inspected the rest of my roof and everything, and it's really just down this one side. I didn't know if you can, like, just pull off a certain section of uh, shingles and then redo the wood about maybe three, four foot up. Yeah. So how how old how old is the roof? It, it's probably ten, twelve years. 
Okay. So at 10 to 12 years, it should still be flexible and pliable enough to be able to do it. The thing about shingles is that uh, the part of the normal aging process of shingles, how they fail over time, uh, is that the oils escape out of them. And so over time, they do become more brittle. 10 to 12 is still pretty young for a shingle roof. So as long as you can separate one shingle from another, then that repair should be able to be done. As a roof ages, though, it starts to become brittle. So if for whatever reason it's aging prematurely and the shingles are so sealed to another that when you try to separate one from another, if it just tears in your hand and you can't separate it, in that case, you would have to take it to what's called a termination point. And a termination point would be either a side edge or a top edge. And so uh, if you call my office... Uh, the phone number is 495-0948. Then we could send one of our, uh, you know, one of our techs out. They would take a look at it. And as long as the shingles were pliable, then that repair could be done. So basically what we would do is we would remove the first few rows of shingles and take a look at it and then decide where the wood needs to be cut back to. And usually you would want to do no less than two feet uh, if it is plywood. Uh, uh, and sometimes we want to take it a full sheet as, as much as four foot up and then re replace that rotted wood and then install it in a way where that doesn't happen. Now, a lot of times it's from the gutters actually backing up. It, that would cause the wood rot. Sometimes it's from the drip edge not being overlapped properly. It needs to come back up underneath of the roof far enough where if the water backs up, water's not going to come in. And then sometimes it's caused from just uh, not having a starter strip. There's a special shingle that's supposed to go along the outer edge. And if you don't install that shingle, then there's not an overlap in the shingles in that area just of how they overlap. So those are the, the causes of it. Uh, but most of the time for a roof that's 10 to 12 years old, we would be able to patch it. Yeah, okay, that's great. That's great. I was doing a little research myself on that, and I, that's what I thought was the case. I'll definitely give your office a call, but I am afraid that it is brittle because as I was, like, inspecting to see how far back the, the, the rot went, you know, as I lift up on a shingle, um, not everyone, but every other one would just, like, snap off in my hand, like real brittle. Yeah, our guys, when they come out, they would do a brittle test. So we're going to test it to see if we can separate it. And many times we can separate it where others can't. So, uh, But, yeah, just give the office a call, 495-0948. And we are having a special for March, so if you're going to do it, now is the time. Uh, 495-0948. Thank you so much for listening to the show. show's called In the House every Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See ya. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.